Welcome back to the Good Dude Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Thomas. And this week, we're going to be doing questions from the audience. So it could get kind of crazy. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't really looked at them very much. Um, I just sort of copied and pasted them. So I kind of know what I'm getting into, but not entirely sure. So we'll see how it goes. And uh, it could get weird. I apologize for that in advance. But it is what it is. Got to give the people what they want. So, starting off, number one. One thing you've done and will never do again. And then one thing you haven't done but still want to. Okay, so that's kind of two questions in one, but that's all right. So, one thing I've done that I will never do again. Hmm, that's a tough one. Um, I would say I will probably never jump out of a plane again, at least not on purpose. Uh, I was airborne in the army and it was great. It was super fun, but I just don't see that as being a requirement. Um, I mean, you know, so I probably won't ever do that again. One thing that I haven't done, but I still want to do. Hmm. Um, I really want to see like the Northern Lights. And I also really want to go to Africa. So I would say those are, are two things. I really want to go to Australia. Um, you know what? I'm going to refine that answer a little bit. I really want to go south of the equator. I don't think anybody in my family has been south of the equator before. So I really want to do that for whatever reason. Um, and then seeing the Northern Lights I think would be super cool. So that would be the two things. Even though you ask for one, you get two. So way to go. <laughs> Can you beat your dad in basketball? Absolutely. No doubt about it. Dominate him. Honestly, he stopped playing me when I turned about 14. I think he kind of saw the writing on the wall a little bit. Uh, for those of you that don't know, my dad uh, was a, a great basketball player in high school and college. Um, and, and our family is kind of, that's kind of our thing in, in the Thomas family, the men we play basketball. So this is probably coming from one of my relatives but it's uh definitely an ongoing debate in his prime i don't know um you know we were both in our in our primes Oof, that'd be a tough one but uh yeah definitely now he come on he's an old man i mean well this is let's call a spade a spade i mean he'd probably still take me in a free throw shooting contest if i'm being completely honest but if we're playing one-on-one -on -one, i think i i think i can outmaneuver him Question number three. <laughs> oh, this is dirty. Who is your favorite child? Must select only one. Let's see. My favorite child. You know, it's probably Lieutenant Markey. Um, you know, if I have to select from my children that I supervise um, with all the officers. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go with Lieutenant Markey because... I haven't known him as long, so he hasn't had as much time to annoy me or disappoint me. Uh, so, way to go, Joe. I'm proud of you. But, uh, yeah, so that's how I'm dodging that question. Thank you very much. Who is your favorite character in your books? Ooh, that's a tough one. So, for those of you that haven't read my books, um, shame on you. First off, strike one. Secondly, my books are... 
sort of like the Avengers or the Magnificent Seven. It's like a team-up kind of situation. So there's a lot of characters that I focus on throughout the book. Um, it's a hard question because I really like all of them, and and they all kind of either are based or you know are kind of amalgams of, of people. I really like to write for Alejandra, um, so that's uh, one of the female characters in the storyline. I think just her personality is, is really interesting and, and it's really fun to write for her. Um, you know, definitely drew some inspiration from my sisters for her personality. Uh, I really like to write about Jackson. Jackson's really cool and uh, reminds me a lot of the uh, great NCOs I've worked with in the past and a lot of my friends from high school and college just kind of strong and a little understated but definitely you know a lot more is going on upstairs than what he's saying which I think is super cool and it's fun to write that but they're all they're all a lot of fun but I, I would say those two are probably my fo- most fun to write about um, yeah yeah that was I'll, I'll go with that all right Question number five. <laughs> if you could no longer eat Mexican food, what would your new favorite be? Oh, Honestly, if I could no longer eat Mexican food, I might as well just become a vegan because the world would become bland and tasteless. I apologize to any vegans out there, but uh, oh, man, Mexican food is my absolute favorite and I would eat it every single day if, if it were conducive to my fitness lifestyle um but if i couldn't eat mexican anymore i would have to say i don't know i guess soul food southern southern cooking um yeah i I know that's kind of wide open but like fried chicken and you know field peas black eyed peas that kind of stuff just good good down home southern southern food and dishes is probably my my second favorite um you know, that's kind of a cop out because that's kind of the way I grew up. But if we're looking for like my favorite ethnic after uh, after Mexican, I would, you know, honestly, I'm really digging Thai food lately. I've, I've had it a couple of times. It's been really good. It's usually a little spicy for me. I'm kind of a lightweight, but it's pretty tasty. So if you haven't had, if you haven't given Thai food a chance, I would say go out and give it a shot. It's it's quality. All right, next one. What is the music that plays at the beginning and end of each episode? Oh, uh, well, that is actually yours truly. Um, back in my college days, I fancied myself the barroom musician. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, uh, I used to play gigs at night when I was in college, a couple nights a week, uh, by myself typically with an acoustic guitar, and I would sing and play the guitar and basically just drink for free. But then, it, I <laughs> full disclosure, it was my girlfriend, now wife, it was her birthday, and I couldn't think of anything I wanted to get her, and I was trying to write a new song. I was like, well, you know what, I should write her a new song. So that is actually the song that I'm playing, and the intro and the outro is the song that I wrote for her, which turned out to be something I'm incredibly proud of and was actually played at our wedding for our first dance by consequently her dad's band her dad actually plays in, a, in kind of a rock band 
and uh, and they played the song for our first dance, so that was really special to me, and I, I really enjoyed it. It was neat too to hear somebody else sing and play my songs. I don't think I'd ever heard that before, but uh, it, yeah. So that's what that is, and yeah, that's the end of that story. All right, next question. <laughs> Seriously, who is your celebrity man crush? There, there are so many. I I don't know how to choose. Um, you know, I've I've always been a Hugh Jackman fan. I, I think he's awesome. I feel like if I were a super rich and famous actor, I would probably emulate him and his style. Uh, he's, he seems like a really nice guy. You never hear anything bad about him. He's he's a he's a very diverse actor you know he, he's a tough guy and he's very active and, and lives an active lifestyle but he also has done broadway and he sings and dances and uh seems like a, a a really funny and nice guy so i would say probably hugh jackman or chris pratt really like chris pratt i like i like his style and i like his attitude and kind of i follow him follow him on instagram as well and, and he seems like a really good dude uh, I like The Rock, too. I think The Rock's funny, and uh, it seems like a really good guy. You know, honestly, I I really like anybody that appreciates what they have and celebrates it in a positive way. And those three guys really seem to do that. I mean, there's lots of other people, you know, that I think are super cool. But, but those three, I would say Hugh Jackman, probably number one, then maybe Chris Pratt and The Rock or something like that. Where where are you people coming up with these questions? What is your favorite Britney Spears song? Uh, that's easy. Toxic. Bar none. My most favorite Britney Spears song. I made him play it at the CrossFit gym the other day. And I had my best round during that song. I'm not ashamed. Britney for life. It is what it is. <laughs> Next question. Is OIF Journal a true story? Um, yes and no. So... OIF Journal is my second book, and essentially it's a prequel, uh, kind of a character backstory for Henry Sissel, the main, one of the main characters in the first book, Providence that Lead to Christie. And it's written in journal format, mainly because I took my journal that I started when I was in Iraq and kind of made it better. Um, so yes, it is a true story in that a lot of the things actually happened and like some of them happened to me. I'll say this. So the way I explain it to my mom is all the boring stuff happened to me and all the really exciting and cool things happened to somebody else. Like most of my friends, uh, people that I knew or people that I was around. So most of the things really did happen either to me or to somebody else, but I had to kind of compile them in a storyline that fit the character and the story I was trying to tell. So, um, yes, the stuff happened. Yes, it is kind of based on a true story, but no, it did not all happen to me, and it certainly did not all happen in quite such a sensational way. When you're in it, it's just day-to-day, and you don't even think about it. Most of it's shockingly boring. I don't know how many Scrabble games we played during missions or waiting on security or whatever. I mean, like you just find ways to fill your time, and most of the time you're spent just waiting. So, like I said, all the boring stuff, that was me. All the cool stuff, that was my buddies. And then some of it's a little fictionalized stuff that just fits the character so I can work in the storyline. So, 
that's the story on that. Next one. If you had a piece, <laughs> if you had to be a piece of fruit, what kind of fruit would you be and why? What? Oh, uh, I, I don't know. Um, I want to say like some kind of cool one, like a dragon fruit or something, you know, exotic and cool. But man, that's just not me. So I'm going to say I would probably be like an apple, you know, uh, very American, um, you know, tasty, good. Most, most everybody likes apples. I'm, I'm not, I'm not too, I wouldn't call myself controversial. I'm a pretty standard, pretty basic, you know, so, but I, it, it can also be very versatile. It, it can be used for a lot of things and a lot of different kinds of dishes, so yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with apple. I feel like that's a solid answer. Score one point for me. What is your favorite hobby other than writing? Um, hmm, I have lots of hobbies. I, I like to try new things a lot. I mean, I don't think playing with my kids or spending time with my family counts as a hobby. I don't think that's what you're looking for, but that's probably my favorite thing to do. Um, I really like to play my guitar, but it's, it's just kind of hard to get a lot of time to do that. Um, I would say, I guess, CrossFit, but that's like, that's my daily fitness kind of thing. I don't know if that counts as a hobby. Um, yeah, we'll go with, with guitar. I, I mean, I would say that's definitely a hobby. I don't, I don't perform or anything anymore, but I certainly like to play and sing for my girls and, and have a good time. So yeah, we'll go with playing guitar. All right. How many books have you sold? Ooh. Um, I honestly don't know. So when I released my first book, I would check like daily, just how many I sell, how many I sell, how many I sell. And then when I did the second book, it just, it stopped being about that as much. Don't get me wrong. Like I certainly haven't sold millions of copies. Um, <laughs> you know, I probably still wouldn't be working my day job if I did. But I, I, I mean, I've sold a few. I would say probably between the two books and the audio book were, I don't know, a couple hundred, maybe maybe 300 total between the three. Um, so not a ton, um, but enough to where I feel like I'm, I'm proud of, of what I've accomplished. Uh, what I think is neat too is when I get to interact with people I didn't already know. You know, so like not my mom or like my in-laws or my cousins or whatever, but people who don't really know me personally, who have read the books and reached out to me, I think that's super cool. I, I very much enjoy that. I, I think that's probably my favorite thing is when I can interact with them on that level. And, and what I think is cool is when they can take something from the story or the books that I maybe didn't intend necessarily because every time you read a book, it's very personal to you and you develop your own opinions and, and you take from the story what you need to take from the story. So I, I think that's really cool. So yeah, okay, I totally got off track, but um, the books I've sold, probably I would say between 200 and 300 between all three books, uh, plus or minus. I, I don't check it at all anymore and it's definitely transitioned for me now to just being something that I love to do as opposed to trying to be a bestseller. Now don't get me wrong, when I make the bestsellers list, I'm doing a whole podcast about that. Don't worry about that. It's going to happen. But until that day, I'm just going to keep writing and having fun because it's, it's such a good time. What was your favorite podcast episode you've done? 
Uh, that's a tough one. I really like doing the podcast. Um, I didn't think I would, but it's it's been super fun. It's super exciting to talk to different people. I've said super four times in the sentence, and I don't know why. But uh, my favorite one... My favorite one was probably the one with my wife, Ashley. That was the most fun one because we were just sitting at the dinner table and we got to have the conversation and record it. And it was very, very comfortable and easygoing and it was funny. I really enjoyed it. We laughed a lot. It was a it was just a great conversation. And so that one was probably my favorite. But there's been so many good ones. The one I just released recently with, with Grant was... We could have talked for, for two more hours, and we did. I mean, it was we just kept going and going and going. So that one was really interesting. It was very intriguing to me. Grant's a great guy, and you know their story is, is so interesting. Um, talking to my brother-in-law about his heart attack or my other brother-in-law about his business. I mean, they're all fantastic for me personally, and that's kind of why I choose the shows and the, the guests that I do is because I think – each one of them is is very very interesting. Uh, my earlier shows, I kind of wish I would have been. I kind of wish I would redo them because I'm better at it now than I was then, and I think the topics were really good. So like the interview with my dad was really fun, and I thought it was really good quality content. But the recording was terrible. It was kind of hard to listen to. It was like my very first show, so I didn't know what I was doing. But I think now it would be much better. That was a good one. But if I got to pick one, I'm going to go with the one uh, with my wife where we read like the 36 questions that are supposed to lead to love or whatever because I had a great time doing that episode. It was really funny. It was a good time. Uh, Ready? Are you embarrassed when so many of your troops beat your PT score? All right. That's a cheap shot. First off. So, okay. For my non-military listeners... Every year or every six months, you have to take a physical fitness test in the military. I'm in the reserves. I'm not active duty anymore, but I'm in the reserves. Still have to take my test. And I started a program at my squadron that I give everybody a chance or I give them a certificate if they beat my total score on the PT test. And I'm a pretty fit guy. Um, You know, I, I stay in shape and I work out pretty hard. So my, my score is pretty good. And when I started the program, I was like, okay, this will motivate the, the top 10% to really work hard and, and, and improve their score and make a little friendly competition. Well, little did I know it was significantly more than the, top, the 10% were beating me. And uh, definitely was a humbling experience. I mean, we're talking like every single month I'm having to recognize like five or six people for totally killing my score every month. So that's what this is talking about. Um, no, I'm not embarrassed. I I am proud and I'm happy. Um, I'm working hard to get a hundred though, don't get me wrong. I, I wanna be I wanna be that that guy that gets the hundred. So I, I try my my hardest to do better every every single month. But I am I am really pleased when I see improvement and I can be a part of that, you know, and it, it really has helped. It's helped morale. It's been a fun thing. Everybody gets a kick out of it. I make them a certificate. I, I bring them up in front 
and uh, kind of humbles me a little bit, which uh, my wife would say I need a great deal more of. So always a good idea to uh, recognize people for their achievements. And um, I'm really proud when, when people can beat my score. But that doesn't mean I'm going to let them. I mean, I'm still going to try to, to, to put them down. So, yeah, a little bit embarrassed, I guess, if I'm being completely honest, but mostly proud and happy. When is your next book coming out? Oh, I have no idea. Um, working on three books right now. So, if I could just work on one of them, it would be sooner rather than later, but I get excited about each of them, so I start working on one, and then I'll switch gears and work on another, and then I'll switch gears again and work on that one. So, I'm working on three projects, three book projects. One is the next book in the Athleta Christie series, so, you know, the sequel to Providence, Athleta Christie. And then I'm also working on a kid's book, which not really a children's book it's like the age group is called middle grade so talking from like 8 to 13 year olds um sort of harry potter age group i would say would be the best way to categorize that um it's not really like harry potter necessarily but it's it's that age group for for a reading level um i'm really excited about that it's going to be super fun <sighs> I said super again it's ridiculous <laughs> Uh, it, it has been really fun to write. It, it is different than than my other books, but at the same time, it feels very natural. Um, and I'm, I'm writing it for no other reason than so my kids and my nieces and nephew will think that I'm cool. That is really the only reason. Uh, I hope other people really enjoy it, but you know, at the end of the day, I want to be able to, to read this book with my kids and share that experience with them. So I'm really excited about that. The uh, the Providence Athlete to Christie book has been super easy to write. A super, again, really? What is this? Are we playing a drinking game right now? That's like the 10th time. Come on, Thomas. Get it together. Anyway, it has been very easy to write because it's just a continuation of the storyline that I've already set up. And so the characters now have their own lives. They have their own personalities. They have their own actions that I don't even really control. Uh, I almost just set up the scenarios and the characters react and I just kind of record it. So that part has been very easy and I'm flying through it, but it's just a matter of staying committed and finishing it. And then the third project I'm working on is completely different than those. And it's actually a devotional. Uh, I'm working on it with uh, one, of my, one of my pastors at my church. Uh, and it's this one is a, a men's devotional that's a 30-day kind of a devotional challenge. I think it's going to be really good. It's been really fun to write. It's been great researching all the different aspects and, and people that we're talking about and all the different traits that we're discussing. So I have learned a ton putting it together, and we're only probably about 30% into it. So that one will probably be later. I would say this summer rounding it out back to the original question, when is your next book coming out? I'd probably say late this summer, I'll be ready to release the second um, Athlete to Christie book. And then depending on illustrations and editing, the children's book maybe come out in the fall, um, maybe fall, early winter, somewhere in that neighborhood. 
I have no idea about the devotional. It could come out next week. It could come out in a year. I have no idea. It is totally new ground for me. No idea how it's going to work. No idea how we're going to market it, what we're going to do. We may try to seek a traditional publisher, which would extend the timeline, but maybe improve the product. I don't know. We'll see what happens. So that is my incredibly long-winded answer to that question. Well, I think that's a good stopping point. There were a couple other random ones, uh, but I want to say thank you to everybody that submitted a question. I really appreciate it. I'm sorry if I didn't get to yours, but like I said, I try to keep the show to about 30 minutes, and sure, you don't want to hear me ramble on for any longer than that. Next week, I hope to have some really cool guests on the show, do some more interviews. I'm trying to line up some more things for going forward, but if you are looking for something to read, I have two books on Amazon, Providence at Lead to Christie, and then also OIF Journal, Henry Sissel. You do not have to read them in order. Uh, you, can, you can read either or, or you can read them both, or you can read them, you know, one before the other doesn't really matter. Uh, it, it, it shouldn't matter. It was intended that you could read either by themselves and they should be fine. You'll understand it. Also, there is an audiobook with OIF Journal that you can pick up on Audible or in Amazon if you wanted to listen to audiobooks. I love audiobooks. This was my first stab at one. I really want to do another one, and I hope that I'll be able to and improve the quality every single time I try it. You know, one step better every day, right? So those are out there. Please check them out. If you have time, I would really appreciate a review on iTunes or Stitcher or Anchor or Spotify, however you listen. If you can just log on wherever you listen to, leave me a review, write me a little note saying, hey, your show is awful or hey, your show is absolutely mediocre. Congratulations. You know, whatever. Any any kind of rating or review really helps to show grow because that's how we get added onto the lists of you know, new and up and coming or hot list or whatever. So please, please leave me a review. That would be super helpful. Super again. I, if you if you leave me a review, I'll stop saying super. How about that? There's a deal. <laughs> also with the books, if you have read the book, thank you very much. Uh, if you are planning on reading it, then thank you in advance, I guess. And be on the lookout. I also have a website, josiethomasauthor.com. I try to release one to two articles or posts every week, usually on Tuesdays, a little bit more serious content, and then on Fridays, kind of like silly memes and gifts and funny stuff. So depending on your personality and what you want to check out, you can do those too. Also, you can look me up on Facebook or Instagram, whatever. You know, feel free, interact with me. I love talking to people. I love taking your advice. And if you got ideas for the show, hit me up. Maybe you want to be on the show. Let me know. I'll interview you. I'm not picky. So let me know how I can be better and what more fun things we can do. So thank you very much for listening. I look forward to talking to you again. Take care. Bye. My love.